Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you. With this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to us today here at the Best Ever You Show. We're so thankful that you're with us, and uh, we're cruising along here this fall on Blog Talk Radio. We've had a couple guests so far. We started up on October 16th with our new fall season. Uh, We've been on Blog Talk Radio for a few years now and are coming up on uh, a Getting close to 3 million downloads now, and uh, we don't advertise this show or anything, so we're very appreciative when you share the show or tell somebody about a guest that uh, we had on or their book or their website or whatever. Uh, We're always appreciative of that word-of-mouth referral uh, kind of thing, and uh, we're also on iTunes, so you can listen to our shows. We always have all free replays on Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, and iTunes. And um, that always uh, helps get the word out, too, about our guests and all of the things that they come on here to talk about. So we're going to do a half an hour show today with Leah Guy. Leah Guy is an intuitive, transpersonal healer, spiritual teacher, professional speaker, and media personality. In fact, I just, Leah, I know you're there with me. Uh, I just watched your media reel. (laughs) Hi. Thank you for being with us. Yeah, no, so... um, I want to direct everybody to your websites before we get going here. Um, you can go to leahguy.com, that's L-E-A-H-G-U-Y.com, or modernsage.com, M-O-D-E-R-N-S-A-G-E.com. You're also on Twitter at a girl named Guy, which I love, and on Facebook, um, you can just find you on Facebook, Leah Guy, and or the Modern Sage. So, um Tell me about yourself. This is the first time you and I are actually t- uh, talking together here, so I'd love to learn more about you. Um, you're, you're here with us. What, what helps you, you know, what's your whole best ever you? <laughs> and why do you yeah. do what you do, which is a lot of stuff to make people be their best, I can tell. Yeah. Well, I do what I do because um, I – I find that it's like the the real life stories that help people help other people get through their real life stories, you know, and if there's anything that I accomplished in my life has been able to kind of uh, not reinvent myself, but regularly pick myself up after traumas or, you know, um, incidents and, and the difficult things that happen and keep going and not only just keep going, but, use it to my, um, you know, use it as part of my life and use it in my work. And I, I'm a healer of 22 years. I'm also a media personality. And I'm just very passionate to try to not just help people, but I guess more inspire people um, that, you know, that there is peace and wholeness and happiness and people can and can continue to go after their dreams no matter what their age or their circumstances. So that's kind of my whole deal in, in a little <laughs> nutshell there. 
was there a was there a point where you decided okay this is what I'm going to do because I see a lot of uh, a lot of um, like your hosting and things like that you you interviewed people a lot before um, and I don't yeah. know if you still do that or not I didn't ask um, before we before we brought you on but you know it looked like you were on on a path of being a, you know a host and an interviewer yourself and all that good stuff um, was there a point you said were a point where you thought okay I'm going to shift and do this instead or do you do both. You know what? I've always done both. I've kind of had a dual career most of my life in media and in wellness. And um, mm-hmm. for a period of time, and sometimes, you know, I, I kind of go towards the celebrity angle or just the mainstream media, but my whole intention and goal has always been to merge the two worlds for myself. But as you know, as you know, it's not always in, in, in the mainstream market. It's not always an easy thing to do. But <laughs> no, it's since not. My book, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, you know, and, and you get to be like preaching to the choir and, you know, on the kind of channels where there's not a lot of um, interest and so forth. So I, I try to cross over as much as possible between, you know, just mainstream media and doing TV. I've done a lot of pilots and commercials and mm-hmm. uh, talk shows and so forth. And, uh, and then integrating the wellness aspect, just the lifestyle aspect, I would say. You know, the wellness gets thrown around a lot, holistic health, organic living, all that kind of stuff gets thrown around a lot. But really, it's about a lifestyle, and, and that's what I try to bring to my work is a particular kind of healing lifestyle. Yeah, and, and don't you find that that um, it's it's nice to kind of have that background um, in the media to help you get your message out appropriately? It, you kind of trained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, and I trained in media, you know, I trained in college yeah. and after that and Me acting too. and so forth. And yeah, um, it's certainly helpful. Actually today, right after I got off the phone and I'm in Manhattan today and I'm helping other people at a publicity summit, I sit on the panel and help them learn how to pitch and talk to media and, you know, kind of get prepared for that. So I still do a good deal of that work in my profession, but I'm, I'm just very passionate, especially in this, this day and age and this time of what's going on with the, um, you know, all the natural disasters, the sexual uh, assaults and abuse that's coming forward, the power plays, the political struggles. There's so Mm -hmm. much that people are feeling um, afraid of and unsettled and just trying to find their grounding that, and that on top of the personal stuff we all deal with every, every single day. So I'm, I am extremely passionate about trying to help people um, stay on their feet and not only that, but really move through their life in a way where they can maintain some kind of equilibrium and peace and return back to a place of happiness, you know, so they can do their best. Yeah. I, and I think that's so important. And that's one of the reasons why you're here today. Um, the, the big key reason why you're here today, I thought I, I love giving a little bit of background though on how people arrived at where they are right now to, uh. to kind of be here um, because you've got something to say. Um, and I, I've been reading about you and everything, and you've definitely got something to say on the topic of healing. And um, yes. I'd, I'd love to hear more about that. And especially, you know, you just said there's all these things kind of coming up with all the sexual assaults and all this stuff. And, you know, people say, oh, you know, let it go and forgive and forget and all that stuff. And you're kind of saying that's the worst advice for moving on for healing is letting go. Why is that? Yeah. Well, so what that whole idea does for mean? people, the letting go, yeah, the detachment to things, it's, it's, there's a normal part of us that doesn't want to be in pain. We don't want to suffer. We don't want to feel bad. And so there's an inclination that we want to run away from dangerous things and, you know, things that make us feel poorly. However, when we've had an experience, an, an authentic, real 
genuine experience, be it good or bad, that's what is real in our lives. And we can't detach from that. We cannot separate ourselves from the reality. When we do, we start creating a lot of um, anxiety within ourselves, separation within our, uh, between our um, physical experience and our mind and our soul experience. We, as some people go so far as to begin to dissociate, you know, either in the moment uh, by blacking out or forgetfulness or dissociating with their own life. And, and it's, it causes uh, mental health issues. So the, the idea of letting go, it sounds really charming. It sounds like, you know, poof, we can just do whatever we want and, and just forget and move on. But it's going to catch up with us and it resides in us. And so my whole principle of healing is really about connection. It's about staying close to what is real. And as you do that in your life, especially through a crisis or trauma, um, it yes, it's very uncomfortable, you know, in the moment. And while the healing process is happening, there's, there's not much comfortable about it, except for the, the, the notion that we are actually taking care of ourselves we are building strength within ourselves to be able to endure what is real. And when we come through it, not on the other side of it, but come through it with it, then we are whole people. And as whole people, we, we have the strength. We have a new maturity level. We have a new perspective and understanding to be able to handle what life has given us. And for me and all the things that I've the only way uh, through and you know with uh, a level of uh, peace so that's what my work is really focused on and it's you know people resist it initially because you know they hear that oh god I'm going to have to deal with this or I'm going to have to accept my feelings I'm going to have to um, you know really own where I am right now and that can be really scary and it cannot feel super great but in the end it's it is the way to um, to healing yeah, I'm a I'm a creature of attachment. I'm just going to throw that out there because, you know, like mm. um just going to give an example even. I'm so attached like I, I wouldn't say I live and I, I'm not super like emotional like every day is in an emotional dram- dramatic chaos with me or anything like that. But I think when I think about attachment, I think about like something dying perhaps. And I think about even just like our cat that died a year ago. And I'm so attached mm-hmm. to that cat still a year later that, you know, some, some days, you know, you can hardly breathe if you think about it long enough. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's things like that. And, and there's so much out there in the self-help realm that says to detach, detach, detach. Yeah. And that's kind of right. what you're saying. And although I use my cat as an example, um, she, yeah. you know, she was 22 and it is still sad. But, you know, there's people who tell you de- to detach from things like that. And um, I don't know. I don't, get, I don't get it. No, you can't. That's, that's what I'm saying. How can you detach from, from love? You can't. The problem is, is that love comes with pain, and it always will. And that's what we don't want to accept. We don't want to accept that if I love, I will hurt. But that's exactly what's going to happen because animals, they're not as imperfect as we are. You know, they're very forgiving and loyal. But humans <laughs> in particular – uh, you know, we are full of mistakes, of shortcomings, of lessons, of learning, and, and um, you know, we're going to get it wrong. So whether someone hurts you intentionally or by accident, or even if they don't do that so much in the end, just like what you're experiencing with the grief of your cat, they will pass. You know, one, somebody's going to pass before the other, typically. Mm-hmm. And so there's hardly a situation where love doesn't come with pain. 
And so if you detach yourself from the pain, then you're attempting to detach yourself from the love. And that's what starts to close our hearts and then close our minds and makes us fearful and makes us uh, not able to experience true intimacy in the future or, you know, feel like we can give all that we have to give or that we can receive what someone is trying to gift to us, which is a beautiful and powerful thing, which actually helps us evolve. So I think, I think it's totally wonderful and healthy. In fact, um, I just wrote an article um, for Yoga Journal about grief. And one of the steps that I mentioned in grief is to um, not only just hold on to that love, but to memorialize it, you know, somehow. Like when my pet died, I, I did a huge painting or plant a garden or create a plaque that's or make a did. new recipe or, yeah, do something. Planted a garden, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, do, do something that helps you to remember. We don't want to forget. We want to remember. And um, and as we, you know, connect more to the love, then that's when the pain has an option, you know, opportunity to heal. Yeah. Well, I know one of the things, one of the reasons why I started Best Ever You was to learn um, and to, to grow with it as it grew. And I learn something new every time I interview someone. And I mm. think, um, do you agree with this? And feel free to disagree, please. Um, that, you know, self-help um, has things that apply to people and doesn't apply to people. And you really have to sort of find what works for you. Do you think that? Yes. Like there's, there's all sorts of kind of information and advice out there. And I kind of bring it all to best ever you and try, try to anyway, bring all sorts of different, you know, opinions and aspects and ways to look at things. Do you think you have to sort of take what works for you and leave what doesn't? I certainly, I do. Um, there's so much out there. In fact, it becomes kind of a, you know, we're, we're becoming fixated in the self-help world. Um, and even though I guess I would classify my book in the self-help world as well, um, you know, I think that there, I don't want to say a danger, but there, there's so much information that yeah. people get inundated. And, and it's fine. We all go through periods of our life when we need to, you know, dive into that stuff and to work on ourselves regularly for sure. And part of healing and part of self-care is other care. And that's where I, you know, that whole thing about attachment that you're talking about, whether it's taking mm-hmm. care of a garden, taking care of an elderly person, you know, getting involved in a volunteer situation, taking care of pets, rescuing or adopting an animal, um, whatever it is, taking care of your home. You know, we, we're being taught so much to detach from everything. But I think that one of the best routes to healing, whether you're into 15 self-help books or not, <laughs> is to yeah. engage in life, you know, engage in life and actually use what you have. And as you do that, um, the self-care that comes out of that is enormous. So at a basic kind of rudimentary level, that's what I would say, you know, read, study, offer, you know, turn down and accept whatever you want. But um, at the end of the day, you know, let's get reengaged with other people and other things, and that will help yeah. us heal more than anything. So another thing that so I'm I'm loving having you as a guest because I I feel like this mm-hmm. show could go on and on and on because you're one of those guests that you learn from <laughs> I don't know how you learned everything mm-hmm. you learned but it's cool because you know you can take notes and learn so everybody get out your pens on this next one because um I would love for you to teach us about chakras it's I knew you were gonna bring that up <laughs> I knew, yeah I know <laughs> um because you know it's something people don't quite understand it's hard to teach yourself you know, what they are. It's like you can memorize them, but okay. Yeah. So how do you use them and what is it and all that stuff? So yeah. can you, can you give us a lesson? It's 
so cool. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Well, let me think about how to do this the easiest way. So chakra is they're basically energy centers, right? So we all have energy, and we have energy that, that circulates around us at all times. And so the main chakras that people are familiar with are those seven main chakras you see in all the yoga pictures with the colorful centers going up the spine. But in fact, there's like, there's over a hundred minor chakras. It's basically just energy vortexes that um, extend out from your body. If you think of yourself like an electric circuit, almost, you know, you're putting out energy. So everything that you do, that you eat, that you think your environment, your exchanges with people, et cetera, everything that we do, we're, we're basically walking energy exchanges and, and, and those things affect us. For example, if you have, um, let's say you have an addiction to a, a food that is not good for you. Maybe you're allergic to dairy, but you can't stop eating dairy. So you keep eating dairy, and that dairy goes in your body, and your body has a very difficult time processing it. Physically, your body will show symptoms of distress because it's having a hard time processing the dairy. And then, therefore, energetically, eventually, and, and not too long after, your energy system will start to show kind of a distress in that area. So it, one kind of mirrors the other according to um, time and existence and how long, you know, if, if, if something's going on physically, it will show up in the energy system. If something's going on emotionally or environmentally around you in your energy system, it will eventually land in your physical body. That's similar to how we know stress causes physical disease. You know, it's not that different of a um, scenario. So if, um, if we are out of balance in some ways, let's say our chakras are not in balance, it's typically because our physical body or our emotional body or even our mental and spiritual body are not in balance. So when I do readings, for example, I will look at, let's say, the root chakra. The root chakra is the first chakra between and the energy kind of flows down through the legs. And that chakra is really about being stabilized, feeling safe in the world, feeling connected and grounded and anchored in your environment, in your family, in your purpose, just being human. It's a very carnal kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> so if, if someone's not grounded or their root chakra is, um, is imbalanced or, or closed or blocked or however you want to say that, uh, and, and it can show up many different ways then they probably are a type of person that might feel very flighty and, you know, always in their head. Maybe they meditate a lot. Maybe they move a lot. Maybe they're, you know, dreamers and, they're, and they just have a propensity to kind of flit around. You know, I'm sure we all know those kinds of people. And or there may be a person that came from a very unstable environment um, where they didn't feel wanted at home, where they moved a lot when they were young, where they didn't feel safe in their family or in their immediate surroundings and so forth. Regardless, it's showing up in their root energy. And so we can look at that and use it as kind of a, not as a diagnostic exactly, because I don't want to get into diagnosing people, but use it as a guide of um, helping a person mentally, emotionally, and physically. So, you know, a lot of people think stress and anxiety all just happens in the mind. Well, in fact, a lot of that stress and anxiety comes from a root issue because the person feels so ungrounded, so unsure of themselves, so disconnected from their experience. A lot of people, you'd be surprised, don't even feel like they belong here. Like they don't know what they're doing here, you know, and not just with their life purpose, but just being here. 
And that's a very kind of disconnected, scary feeling, and it causes anxiety and emotional upset and a lot of a lot of issues. So, um, you know, that's why it's important to understand. For me, I don't do just energy work and chakra work, but I do mm-hmm. use the chakras as a guide to kind of tell the story because a person can come to me and say, what do I, I'm, you know, I'm having trouble sleeping. Well, you know, that could be coming from a lot of different places or I'm having trouble um, at my job. I'm unhappy in my work. You know, that's probably a third chakra issue, but it could be something else going on, like a second or fourth, depending on what's been happening in their life. So I look at their energy system and um, that's what my book is essentially about. It's like, how can we look at our energy and our physical body and our emotional body and kind of determine where we're out of sync? And even in my book, I give, um, you know, examples in each chapter. If you, if you have these symptoms, it's likely that you have a fifth chakra imbalance. You know, if you have these symptoms, physical and emotional, then you might have a second chakra imbalance. So someone can quickly see, oh, this makes sense. You know, I, I don't have creativity in my life anymore. I don't feel like having sex. I, I feel scared of intimacy, um, you know, these kinds of things. What's going on? And a person can relate to that. So it's, it's important in a way of a guy, as a guide, but also important to note that you can't just go fixing chakras and not fixing anything else and be, you know, <laughs> and be yeah. healthy or healed. It doesn't work like that, you know. They're complements to – it's a complemental energy to who and what you are. So everything that you do, like I said, every, envi- every experience, environment, exchange, um, food, thought, emotion, it all plays into your energy. So it's really about balancing the whole, the wholeness. And to me, this is really what holistic health is about. You know, we can pay attention to our mind and our body, but we also have to pay attention to this component, which is the energy system. I hope that Thank wasn't you. too much. <laughs> it was perfect. No, it was great. And uh, we mentioned your book a couple times, but we haven't said the name. So I want to make sure everybody listening, um, Leah's book is called The Fearless Path. It's a radical awakening to emotional healing and inner peace. And um, it's a it's a very good book. And um, everything that you're talking about is is definitely sort of in that. I guess I, I have a question for you. Um, it's actually coming from somebody listening that people type us questions and things like that rather than oh, okay. calling in for the most part. Um, um, but the question is to you, is there one thing that you could uh, do in your life on a daily basis that might heal all chakras at once or anything like that? Is there, is there one, one or two things that you would recommend to do to start to heal your body as a whole um, or, or anything like that? Or do you have to separate them out individually and heal certain parts of yourself? No, I don't think you have to separate them out. I mean, most people do have one or two areas where they are out of balance, and that's kind of a, what I call like an imprint on their energy system because it's such, a, you know, such a pattern of shame or such a pattern of low self-worth or, um, you know, feeling unlovable, that kind of thing. So usually when there's a heavy imprint like that, that's where we kind of need to focus. But in general, yes, I think it's a great idea to um, work the whole body. And when I say what I'm about to say, I don't want people to immediately think, oh, I have to get a mat and go to a studio. But if you can move your body in some very basic yoga positions with fluid breath and a mindfulness towards what you're doing, it is possible within 10 minutes every day to uh, start adjusting and correcting your energy system. And that's what I do every morning. I actually have a video on YouTube of how I start my morning. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I have my warm lemon water. I, I do a little bit of meditation, but I really enjoy the moving meditation. 
which is called yoga, but I'm not talking about going to a studio and sweating and trying to contort your body. Uh, What I mean is focusing on, you know, your root energy, flowing the energy up towards the heavens with your breath and your arms, expanding your um, center core, letting your throat shine towards the sky and your heart open up and, you know, do inversions backwards and forward in very slow, mindful movements. And it is truly one of the best ways to exercise your energy system, your mind and your body. Um, Mm -hmm. So that would be the first thing I would recommend. Secondly, just, you know, people don't give enough attention to their diet in in general, and I'm not like a Nazi about it, but, you know, it makes a huge difference. It really does. You know, the processed foods, the sugars, the alcohol, all that kind of thing. It's just, it affects every part of our being. So cleaning that up. Yeah, I'm a clean. Number two. I'm I'm clean in that regard too. I I always preach that too. So you're, you're, preaching to the choir and hopefully people are yeah. <laughs> in the audience listening yeah. about the alcohol, drugs, the smoking, the clean eating and all that, yeah. that you can do just, just to basically kind of clean up your diet a little bit and your, and your behavior. Um, let's talk about, well, I, you mentioned the word contort and it cracked me up a little bit and I didn't laugh totally out loud on it, but yeah. you know, <laughs> and you mentioned, you know, yoga magazines and things like that. And, and I go, my head goes, and I think a lot of people do when we're talking about all this self-help stuff, you're trying to begin and you see, like you go to Instagram and you see these people and I'm an old gymnast. I'm a, like a competitive gymnast, like forever. Mm-hmm. And even I look at Instagram and go, wow, how did they put their body in that pretzel move and their right. head to their toe, you know? And so yoga can be a little bit like intimidating and daunting to start. And I love what you said to just st- sort of, um, I'm going to post that YouTube video if you don't mind with this show and maybe post it to our community as well, because people are always looking for a place to start that isn't yeah. so hard. And I think also like, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 48. And um, for me, I always, you know, I'll, I'll start and stop sometimes when I start up again to do something um you know, some exercise or stuff, I'll think I'm like 18 again and, you know, a competitive gymnast and I'll end up, you know, right. with my, you know, hurt. And I think it's really important, especially people who are listening, who are injured, hurt, healing from surgery, um, trying, you know, something's too far gone and you're trying to get it back to have that starting point again, where you learn to just even merely move again. Can you elaborate on that just a little bit if you want to? I I will. And, and I'm glad that you mentioned it because um, I there's nothing that frustrates me more than how we all as a society try to make everything a thing, you know, and we, we <laughs> blow everything out of proportion and it's got to be a certain way. And I, I guess I'm a rebel. I don't know, but I just, I, I just too. think that we're all trying to do too much and, you know, and I, in my twenties and so forth, I did it all as well. You know, I, and, and we're, we have that competitive spirit. A lot of us, even just if we're competing with ourselves, but truly, if you just, well, I, here's what I call it. Sit down and shut up. You know, just sit down, shut up, and do a little stretching with your breath. You know, just start there. Just give yourself five minutes to just start there. I don't even practice with a mat anymore. I go to every studio, out in the yard, whatever. I just do it straight on the floor. I don't meditate with a cushion. I don't need anything. You don't need anything. Don't make it a thing. Just do what you can, even right now, like everybody, whoever's listening right now, just close your eyes, focus on your breath, feel the breath flow in and out. And that's all you need to do. That's, that's a meditation. 
just start there, you know. Just lean over and let your arms drop towards your toes. And just take a little bit to breathe right there. Bend your knees. Make sure your back's not strained. Just do that. You know, do that and then see what happens next. If you feel inspired to do something next, then do that. But if you don't, then just, just lean over. You know, our bodies and our soul and our mind, every, it will guide us if we really listen. But when we try to take on too much at one time, we get overwhelmed. There's too much information. We get so judgmental about how we're doing everything, how we look, how somebody else is doing, and it stops us. It just stops us. It's the same thing with diet. Don't be on a diet. Just eat, you know, and, and really be mindful about it. Just eat that. See how you feel. And then if you need a little more, more to eat, you know, eat something else that your body's craving and, you know, hopefully not into the addiction part <laughs> of it and say, so forth. Well, chocolate sounds really good right now. Thanks for that permission. Well, you probably, maybe, you, maybe you need <laughs> you chocolate. Need you know, chocolate's yeah, great know. for magnesium I and other you. things. So, you know, but it's, it's being the mindful aspect of it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's the mindful, mindfulness about it and just the simple um, participation with yourself instead of trying to compete with the world. It's too much. It's, there's just yeah. too much going on out there. So yeah. that's, that's how I do it, you know. Well, I, I love that. And um, I, I think it's definitely um, there's some important things there that you just said, especially um, you know, I encounter a lot of people who um, can't touch their toes anymore. And that's mm-hmm. a goal. Some, that's a goal for some yeah. people to t- touch yeah. their toes. That's yeah. a great goal. So. I couldn't touch my toes when I was in middle school, but I can now. You know, that's what I mean. <laughs> we have this whole judgment about who does what, when, why our age, our, you know, our ability, mm-hmm. our everything. And it's just the mind. It's the mind trying to trick us into this false illusion of what is real and what we should be afraid of and who we are and who we aren't. And if we can get past that, which meditation is a great thing to do, or just, you know, mindfulness practice, then we've, we've overcome so much already, you know? Yeah. Um, let's keep going a little bit about, let's go back to emotional a little bit and talk about like emotional anxiety, fear, um, all those things. Cause a lot of people, I, I know there's moments where even I, I have anxiety and fear a lot, really. If mm-hmm. I were to be truthful, um, you know, here at home, it's easy to sit here with my hair on top of my head behind a radio, but going public <laughs> and it's like <laughs> going in public is a whole different thing. I mean, and I'm a mom of four boys and they're, you know, they're, you know, you, it, it's funny. You, you just, there's anxiety and fear a lot and people have it mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And um, it can be little or it can be huge. It can be debilitating or it can be slight. And, and I, I love how you talk about, are, is that a disease? Um, is it a condition? Um, what's emotional health versus mental health? Do you want to kind of go there? Cause that's an important part of all of your energy. Yeah, definitely. Well, I too, I've had anxiety, uh, you know, so much of my life and I, I really don't anymore. And I'm not trying to say, Oh, I'm healed. I'm better than anyone. I only have it in situational kind of things. Yeah. Like, is something that I may be particularly afraid of. But I do have moments where it shows up, and I really just use the tools, like what I write about, for myself. And um, what, I, what I believe is, well, two things. We give a lot of attention to men- mental health, which I am really grateful for because there's a lot of people struggling, and it needs more and more attention of how we can improve our mental health and um, especially people that have imbalances. However, a lot of our mental health is um, the translation of our emotional well-being. And what I mean is, is that we, when we are emotionally sick, 
we will feel it in our mind and or bodies. And in fact, I go so far to say that all anxiety is really a symptom of unresolved emotions. So the part that's hard about this is um, training ourselves to discover where we are, where we are still um, stuck in our pain. And in the book, I, I highlight like, you know, the six main ways that we suffer and, um, whether it's the fear or the guilt or shame or lying to ourselves or grief or what have you. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, because we're so accustomed, we're used to that, like that imprint that I said earlier in our energy system, we're used to feeling a certain way. If we have felt um, small or unworthy our whole life and we grow up and we still have this energy and this imprint of unworthiness about us, anytime we go do anything, apply for a new job, do something new, speak in front of an audience, um, you know, do anything. All of that is going to fire up so big and bad that it's going to cause us either to be paralyzed, to sweat, to have anxiety, to want to shut down, or, you know, all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So if we can be really honest and do the work, do the healing work, and determine where our core issues lie, then we have an opportunity to heal. We have an opportunity to move through the anxiety. I know for me, you know, one of my things was I had an experience. I felt lonely a lot of my life, and I attracted unavailable men for years, you know, and I kept Mm -hmm. recreating the story of loneliness, and I kept recreating the story of I'm not lovable or I'm going to be abandoned or, what you know, all that pain that's, that's in there together. And in that lies an anxiety, of course, of am I going to be okay? Am I good enough? Um, what's going to happen to me? You know, there's a really deep core anxiety of primarily it's about change, you know, because to, to move out of that imprint, that pattern of the loneliness and the shame that I'm unlovable means I'm going to have to change. I'm going to have to heal that. I'm going to have to look at that. I'm going to have to get, you know, around that somehow and through that. And so ultimately that anxiety and fear, it's such a deep rooted, um, it's like, it's like that, that part of us, that is wounded, uh, you know, there's a safety mm-hmm. in that wound. It's what we know. Yeah. And so well, you just it, did something it, cool. It our honesty. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That? That's exactly what you did for anybody listening too. Do you hear how entirely vulnerable Leah just made herself to tell you actually the way she feels? And that's a huge step. I think for people um, to actually go there and be uncomfortable. In fact, sometimes like with, when I'm coaching people, um, cause I, co- I coach people a lot for some reason, it's just mm. what I do to um, help them lose weight. Like people who are 300 pounds, bringing them down into like the 140, 130 range. And mm. um, I'm always surprised at how vulnerable people make themselves when they're really ready to make a huge change. Yeah. They, they will open required. up. I mean, you have to be. Uh, yeah. Oh. It's so cool, but yeah. I sometimes people, sometimes I say to people, "Gosh, I, you're making me not feel brave," <laughs> you know? and it's and it's a cool yeah. feeling when somebody really opens up and says, "This is really what's wrong. I don't feel good right here. I'm going to McDonald's twelve times a day or whatever." Sorry, McDonald's. Yeah. Um, but you know, just you hear, the, you know, the the gut pouring of like, "This is what doesn't yeah. feel good for me." And that's really when you get, like you said earlier, like when you get super uncomfortable to work through that pain and everything, um, that that emotion, it it's it. Do you think it's healing? 
Oh yeah. I think that, that is the healing. You know, I think that that that's it right there. And, you know, um, I talk a lot in my book when I went through a period of eating disorders and bulimia and I get very descriptive about it because it was a very descriptive time in my life. You know, there was a tremendous amount of pain in that disorder, a tremendous amount of emptiness in that loneliness I just told you about, you know, Mm -hmm. and if I can't talk about it, if I can't, be authentic and real about it and what that pain stems from. And, you know, that's step one to the healing, the vulnerability and to admit where we are and to accept the emotions of what's driving us um, at a very core level. And that's what I work with my clients about. But then, you know, secondly, yeah, I mean, you, you have to, you know, you have to open up. That's that channel that, that gives, it's like the freedom to change, you know, is that channel of vulnerability. Um, Yeah. But we also we also have to you know take action, which you know, I call a compassion of care and action. It's like it's one thing to know it, and then second to actually um, be a participant in the you know the action out of it or through it, and right. that's a key component. You know, and weight issues, addiction issues, um, OCD issues, relational issues. Uh, and a lot of mental disorders stem from a very deep pain, emotional pain. And I hope, if anything, that we can start to give as, as much attention to our emotional health as we do to our mental health um, and make it okay to have feelings, you know, make it okay to be yeah. vulnerable. And when you're that way with somebody, that's when you connect, you know. Everyone's, we're all walking around trying to hide our pain. Why? I have no idea. Especially on Facebook. in pain. Oh God, I know. And I just Everybody has well, got this perfect picture, life on you know? Facebook, and I'm like, I know. Yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah. I'm the first to show every booger known to mankind. <laughs> I just am like, ah. here they all are, and this is what I got. Yeah. And you know, I, I, you know, just, I believe in putting it all out there, and you know, within reason, and and just being like, you know, this is who I am. And I always say too, I'm wondering if you agree with this. You know, like it's, it's about being your best and trying to be in every moment, but it doesn't say perfect. No. And what is best? You know, again, we just get into yeah, again, the what's best of what is even. best. Yeah. yeah. What's best is that I'm crying my eyes out right now because I feel like absolute crap. That's what's best. You know, what's yeah. best is that I have an honest conversation with someone that hurt me. And what's best is that I continue to keep my heart open while I'm struggling with the pain of, you know, being abandoned or left or rejected. That's what's best, you know, but we have this idea exactly. of best is, Perfect nails, you know, right. really good hair, a great job, uh, somebody who's loved us that so we can't be single, you know, we can't suit. be struggling. Yeah, I know, <laughs> you know. And so we can be struggling. And we have money in the bank. Yeah, struggle. Yeah. That's what we're here for, you know. To me, it's yeah. like that's, that's why we're here. And people that are trying to avoid the struggle are really, they're, they're just completely detached from reality, in my opinion. I'm not saying that, you know, we can't have good times and, and have wonderful experiences here, of course. That's part of it, but it's half of it. That's only half of it. Yeah, that was just out in a in a at a conference. My husband um, has a com- works for a company that has a conference uh, twice a year, and this one was out in Napa. And um, I, I got through, you know, a, a good connection. I got a speaking gig out of the deal. <laughs> and uh, I went out, yeah, through Pete, you know, through my husband, I got to speak at the, at his conference. It was awesome. And so I did a time management, time management seminar for about an hour with another gal. And we were talking about all of this, but we were all not chakras so much, but we were talking about energy and I challenged everybody as homework 
to take 24 hours off. And you should have heard the feedback I got, like the the reverb on taking 24 hours off. And it was, and it was 24 hours to yourself, basically, to do something mm-hmm. you enjoy. People are like, oh, I have chores. Oh, I have this. Oh, I have that. Oh, you know, the, every, I yeah. said, go, go on, throw up all the excuses, go for it. And so people came up with some great ones. Energy and time and all of that stuff. Um, can you, t- do you want to just kind of elaborate on, on how important that is to you and, how, you know, what your take on that is? Because to me, every moment matters. One way or another. Yeah, Right, it does. And, you know, uh, you're going to be doing something every moment. So it's like choosing what that something is. You know, people always talk about how they don't have time for anything Anything. (laughs) anymore. No one has time for anything, you know, Um, but they're doing something. So they have time for something. And it is really just a matter, I think, of, um, you know, where you put your priorities and and, um, how you want to spend your energy. I know, and most of us anymore are addicted to um, electronics, and that's for sure, mm-hmm. not just kids, but adults as well. And so, and, and myself, you know, it's like I barely go to bed without checking everything at least once before I go to sleep because <laughs> yeah. we're constantly connected to everything. So I do think it's, it's highly important um, to take, you know, time for the self, especially if you have kids and a family or those that you're taking care of, and also, like I'll reiterate, take time to really connect with others. You know, we are around people all the time, but are we looking in their eyes? Are we, you know, really listening to how they feel? Are we extending ourselves, you know, with our vulnerabilities to share with people? There's so many people that have that experience that I was talking about earlier, the loneliness, when they're around 15, 20 people a day, you know, and it's because they're hiding, they're they're not being um, authentic. They're not being forthcoming and uh, even aware probably of how they're feeling or how they're doing, uh, much less share it with somebody else. So I think all of that is extremely important. And, of course, you know, being out in nature and connected to that kind of thing is good, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree. And um, is there – so tell me about spiritual mapping. Is that anything to do with our time and energy and and peace and happiness and all that. Is that something um, we have? I want to make sure we have time for it. I want to make sure I respect your time. I have three minutes left. Uh Oh, Um, do you have a little bit of extra time or do you need to run? Um, Yeah, no, I have a little wiggle room. Um, I just open up a, no, no, um, it's, it's really, I use it a lot in my workshops. And so I included an example in the book for people to start working with, but it's essentially, um, you know, mapping between where we started making decisions from our heart and where we are in our misery right now, whether it's your job Perfect. or your spouse exactly. or wherever, you know, wherever you are. And so at some point along the way, we, you know, we kind of veered off of our trail, our heart trail. And usually it's based in a fear where we start making decisions of, well, I need to pay the bills or if I lose this job, I'm not going to have insurance or there's no one else that's going to love me or it's going to upset everyone in the family if I do something different. And so we start making a lot of uh, choices that aren't based in our best interest, our soul and our, and our heart space. And so it, it's really just an exercise, a tool that people can use to think through in an honest way about how they're making choices. You know, earlier when we were talking about um, healing and the vulnerability of that, I wanted to say, number two, we have to take action in our care steps. But number three, which is probably most important, when we reach this point of emotional maturity, 
um, which comes at different stages and ages for everyone. But it's really about not blaming other people. And, you know, the, the mapping, the spiritual mapping has nothing to do with someone else. For example, if you're in a bad relationship, the map isn't about, oh, I love my husband and I, you know, was so thrilled to be with him. Then all of a sudden he started treating me bad. It's not about that. It's looking at, um, you know, uh, about your core issues. You know, I love my husband. Um, I, I'm starting to recognize feelings coming up that, you know, how I used to feel that I'm not good enough or that people are ridiculing me. I'm feeling ridiculed by him. We separate. So it's, it's really about um, taking ownership of, of your life and, and your emotions, regardless of what's gotten you there, you know, regardless of what's gotten you there. So often I hear people talk about, you know, how they are because of X, Y, and Z. I'm this way because of a person, a situation, uh, employer or what have you. And while that's part of our stories, the only thing that really matters as far as healing is how we're, how we're dealing with how we are. And that's our responsibility. No one else is ever going to do that. No one. Even when we pay clinics and go there, you know, they're with us for a period of time to give us tools, but it's, it's our responsibility of owning how we are. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's great information. We're going to leave it on that note because that's, that's a lot to think about. Hopefully we have given you a lot to think about today. And uh, Leah Guy is, has been wonderful with us for the past half hour or so. You own, um, you own the Modern Sage Healing Center and a product mm-hmm. line. Before we go, do you want to, do you want to give a shout out to, to all of that? Cause there's a nice shop. I love shop buttons. <laughs> and there's one on yeah. your website. <laughs> there's okay. a shop button. Well, <laughs> yeah, we make our okay. own products. We make um, aura sprays and chakra oils. Uh, everything has a crystal in it, and it's all really high vibe stuff. And we make um, bombs and candles and and facial <laughs> serums and all that kind of thing. So um, on our store and in other stores, growing every month, um, you know, you can yeah. find those products and they're really just to complement the work that we're doing. You know, it's like you're working with being grounded or, or determination or opening your heart, that kind of thing. You know, those chakra oils are really beautiful. And I, and I have to say, I feel very proud of that line. Um, and, and I love sharing it with people. So, so mm-hmm. yeah. And if you're in the New York city area, that I see private uh, private clients in the New York City area, but also on Skype, I do spiritual coaching sessions and I teach meditation on Skype as well. So um, I'm available for people and do a lot of workshops somewhere along the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it's been great to get to know you a little bit better. I hope you'll come back on. And if you ever have anything you'd like to write for my website, I I invite you to, to, to write if you, if you ever want to contribute an article or anything, we'd love to have you. And um, if you want to, when we leave here, if you could send me the link to that YouTube video, I would love that. And we'll post it in the community with the show and all that information. So um, thank you for being here with us. Appreciate you here. Thank you. And your thank time you so and your energy for doing what you do. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah. you. All right, everybody. Um, thank you so much for listening. And um, we will – I don't have another show scheduled, so I've got some ideas for some guests um, coming up in November and December around the topic of financial fitness. So um, we're going to have some guests that um, 
we've asked them to be on the show and uh, we're awaiting their response. And so we're going to go, go into financially fit for a few months and uh, give some shows towards that. So I think um, I, I'm pretty sure Susan Bruno from college CFO is going to be on. And that is a really cool website too. If you go to collegecfo.com, all this information um, about for, you know, geared towards your kids and so forth, um, becoming financially fit. It's a really, really neat concept and website. So anyway, um, thank you again, Leah Guy, for being with us. Let me tell you her websites one more time. It's leahguy.com and modernsage.com. Her book, again, is The Fearless Path, A Radical Awakening to Emotional Healing and Inner Peace. It's available on Amazon or wherever books are sold. It's a really cool book. And then, of course, there's that wonderful shop button on her website with oils <laughs> and services and all these awesome things. So thank you again for being with us, everybody. Everybody. Um, thank you again, Leah, and I hope you all have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Thanks. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.